1: All right, we're beginning the final hour of sports talk Saturday here on WGR. It's 1:08 in the afternoon. Thanks everybody for tuning in and and handling my uh, late to the breakness. Uh, Derek throwing the shade out there on Twitter. Man, you are making
2: Howard so
1: proud right now. I hope he's proud of me. I've I've hoped that um, someone's got to be. He sees that I've learned quite a bit from him and that I can carry on his legacy in any sort of way possible. Um, even though Howard's going to be back in on Tuesday, he'll be here for a bit still. Uh 8030551-888-552-550. We're still discussing the main headlines that you're looking forward to watching through for this Bills team going out throughout the entire season coming up. Uh, and we're also going to get into a fun discussion, hopefully, with Mike Baggerman and, and Derek, myself, and Corey will be able to chime in. You could chime in as well with your thoughts as well. We'll get to that in just a second. But Derek, real quick before we get to the fun discussion, I did want to ask you about your main headlines that you're watching. As the season rolls along, not just for week one, not just for week two, but as the season goes into October, November,
2: what are you looking forward to seeing the most with this Bills team? All right, before I begin, everyone knows that one of my favorite things to do is put NFL music to NFL talking points. Mm. And Corey immediately picked up what I was putting down. Okay, good. He's, He's smelling what I'm stepping in. Let's get this going. What I'm looking for from the Bills this season, big one, the first one, of course, is gonna be this. How good is Josh Allen really? Is he consistently going to be in the top of your MVP ballots? The Bills paying him like they should, and they expect him to be uh, that kind of player. And now, fans, not only just to get the true ease out of our minds on that, really, it's just also, it'd be a hell of a lot of fun to see. Uh, Him consistently at the top of the league and third or fourth ranked in passing every year. I would love to see it and let's see how good is Josh Allen really. This is the last hurdle for any doubters because at that point, if you don't like Josh Allen, that's just because you're salty. Second one to me, can this pass rush get more consistency and more pressure? They went in the draft and they figured out that they have a problem. They addressed it. Jerry Hughes is still going to remain productive, I think. And I do know that when you're rotating in these rookies in Basham and Rousseau, you're going to end up with more pressure. But the big question is really going to be, can this defensive tackle spot step in and do it too? Ed Oliver has some questions to answer. He was the ninth overall pick. He's got to get going. And I mean really going. Let's see some of that stuff more consistently, the highlight reel that we were seeing from Houston in his college tape. So I really want him to step up. I hope he does. And I'm going to be looking for that. And of course, third, how many All-Pros does this team get again? I would love to see another good showing from the Bills in the All-Pro ballots, in the Pro Bowl ballots, because of the fact that they are going to consistently be one of the best teams in in the NFL. They've been built like it. Let's see what kind of heights they go to. And of course, number four, does it all matter until the playoffs? Mm. No, not really. This is about January and later. How they win, how many they win does not matter until they reach the AFC Championship game and make sure that they try to go beyond. That's really all it is this year. It's going to be fun to look at these things, But ultimately, it's not going to matter. Because this team is built for January. This team is built to go to the Super Bowl. And they damn well should. And we deserve to see it. Everyone here in Buffalo deserves it. Any misplaced Buffalo fan deserves it. How many times are we going to see that stupid Hal Murray play this year? We definitely deserve it. Because you're going to show a highlight... Of some mid-season play that won a game that of a playoff team that happened to lose against a non-playoff team. We deserve this. That's been
1: played so So much,
2: so overplayed, so overplayed.
1: I mean, it's a great play. It's a great play. It really for a mid-season game, right? A mid-season game that one for a non-playoff team. For exactly, it still is a very good play. It's just coming back to it, it. We
2: deserve this. The joy that you saw from a miserable 2020, the joy that the Bills were bringing you on a weekly basis, this is it. It doesn't matter until the playoff time. And I love that we get to speak with this arrogance now. Oh, it feels so good. I just think that in my heart of hearts, I know it doesn't feel, first off, it doesn't feel dirty anymore to say (laughs) they are Super Bowl capable. It sounds legitimate. But now, it's time to get hurt again. It's time. Am, it's again. time to get hurt again. Yep. Let the pain really start coming in, or you don't break our hearts and you actually win the whole dang thing. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm I'm ready. I mean, I'm ready
1: to get hurt again. If that doesn't get you fired up,
2: I'm ready to get hurt again for the Bills, and so should you. I Out don't there know listening. what's gonna get you fired up at that point. Wings and pizza.
1: Sure. <laughs> I mean, every Sunday you could have wings and pizza, which, you know, it's a staple for a Buffalo Bills game. But I'm I'm just, I'm so ready. Like, like I was talking yesterday to some people. It's just like, man, the new way the schedule's kind of played out, it's great. Like, it's an extra game. We love it. But at the same point, like, I want football tomorrow. I want regular season football tomorrow. Because usually it was, you know, oh, hey, last preseason game. Next day or whatever, roster cuts,
2: and then, boom. Week it's, one of the
1: season is that next Sunday. Let's go.
2: And and the thing is, is that you're building rivalries with teams that are not in your division because they are of the upper echelon of the mm-hmm. conference. Uh, Ravens fans, Chiefs fans, you're bickering with them constantly on Twitter. Why? It's not the Patriots. It's not the Dolphins. It's not the Jets because they're not a threat. They're not. It's the Patriots. Mm-hmm. It's the Ravens. It's the Titans. You want to see those teams, and you want to beat those teams because that's what matters now. Yeah. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of teams
1: that, I mean, those are you your got, new you rivals. Got, you got the Patriots out of the way. Uh, you know, you, you always want to beat Miami. Uh, Bills fans all over the place have wanted to beat Miami for so long. Now it's the Kansas Cities. Now it's the Browns. Now it's the Ravens. You beat the Ravens last year, but
2: beat them again. You, you got to keep beating them. I do you, you, not the one fear I have of this team right now is close but not close enough. Mm-hmm. Do not get to that territory. Yeah. Ascend. Yeah. Keep trying to find ways Here to it's... get past
1: that point. That's a very good point there, Derek. All right. 8030551, 888, 552, 550. We're gonna go to the Western hotline right now because uh we're gonna bring in one Mr. Mike Baggerman from News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh and we're gonna bring up a discussion that we had the other day, and I'll let Mike bring up this discussion because he he just, ran. Mike, you always randomly ask me these questions when we're working together in the newsroom, and, and I'll be on my computer, and, and all of a sudden I'll just hear you say, Brayton, question, and you asked me this, and just go ahead. You can present it the same way you did Mike Bagman from uh, WBN right now on the Western Hotline. Thanks again, Mike, for taking the time, by the way, today.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I love the idea that I've been presented on the WGR audience as if I'm Dwight Schrute from uh, The Office, <laughs> how I just randomly go to you and just say, Brayton, question. But you know what? You're absolutely right in it. And that's the funny thing about it. Well, listen, I love randomly poking questions to you because mm-hmm. obviously you're a sports guy. I'm a casual sports fan at best. You know, I, I casually follow the Bills. I always wish them well. Every Sunday I'm going to be rooting for them. I, but I don't dive into the details of the 53-man roster, the waiver wire, yada, right. yada, yada. And
1: you're, and you're just so, another one of the uh, poor Mets fans uh, that are working for Odyssey Buffalo here, of the many that are here.
3: Yeah, we don't talk about that so much, <laughs> but five-game win streak. But, you know, who's, you go. who's keeping track you of go. those things? Well, here here's the question that I, I, I beg to ask anybody, whether it's you guys at GR or anybody who's listening to us right now. How much money would it take you to completely abandon your favorite team and start rooting for the other team 100%? And by the other team, I mean the most hated team. So obviously for all you Bills fans out there, a lot of you would say, I hate the Patriots. How much money would it take you to completely resent the Buffalo Bills and then say, I'm going to root for the New England Patriots through thick and thin? And, you know, you could throw, okay, you can make the easy jokes. Oh, I'll do it for a Tim Hortons gift card or, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, like Andy two, wrote about two, the Sabres, two... right?
3: <laughs> exactly. But, like, if you say $2 billion, okay, you know, I'll, I'll buy the Buffalo Bills if that's the case. <laughs> right. You know, like, I'll, I'll buy another team. Mm-hmm. So there's got to be somewhere in the middle. And I've been wrestling with this, and I'm like, hey, you know, like, if someone gave me $250,000 to give up on the New York Mets... I'd go root for the Yankees in a heartbeat.
2: Well, that's a meme of a team. <laughs> what do you mean? The <laughs> Mets? Of course it's easy to give up on them. They're constantly punching you in the... D- it, it's like the Sabres. It's like the Sabres. They, it's it's like, worse.
3: You know. They and, give and you hope. And the Buffalo Bills for 17 years,
2: Derek. Yeah. First off, if we were talking about it in that era, we could have a serious discussion. But the net, yeah, that's
3: the, the thing. It's tough to have that conversation now. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Like the Bills, like, yeah, it's a little, the Sabres, yeah, it's a little different. You can have jokes about that sort of thing. Uh, the Mets, man, I have, it's. Okay, it's, well,
3: let's just take away, let's take the Mets out of the equation. I mean, if you're if your favorite team is the Sabres, how much money would it take you to say, I'm going to give up on the Sabres and go root for the Boston Bruins? Now, this is just oof. a hypothetical. This is obviously had nothing to make that would it ever Boston. happen. So, Boston Bruins, how much would it take? I'd rather die. Hmm.
2: <laughs> I
4: Answer I the am, question, Trader. How much would I, it take for you to abandon everything you love and hold dearly and go to the
2: other team? I, first off, because you mentioned it as Boston, um, no. Um, I, okay, I, I $2 would billion. I mean, for $2 billion, I would. Could buy the Bruins for that. <laughs> I guess. I just Alright, Derek I'm one of those people though, like it's my it, it's it's my favorite team because I because I want them to be. Instead of and instead it, of the Bruins, how about the Maple Leafs then? Is that does that make it any easier for you to have that discussion? Willingly could I accept money if it was the Leafs instead of the Bruins? Possibly.
4: We take Leafs' money every time they try to come to the arena and watch the game, so listen. Now, here's the thing about they what... They take leaves money, so yeah. Well, here's the thing about what Mike has brought up, right? Like, France lost control of Quebec in 1763. Mm-hmm. They still speak French. That It's been 300, 400 stupid years since that place has not been controlled by France. And good luck going up there and being like, so you guys are, like, pretty much Canadian-British, right? Like, they will yeah. burn your car with you in it. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> talking about like what would it take to give up this piece of culture that we've developed this community around like that stuff is not given up easily even no. for money like yeah. people don't give that stuff up
2: and i'm one of those people i'm i'm really not able to put a price on these sorts of things because of the fact that i enjoy them like as frustrating as the sabers are i am happy about the fact that i do live in the city that my favorite sports team is in and I think that in a day and age, though, where you could really cheer for anyone and have access to watching anyone, it's so much easier to, on this question. And I do like that the premise is brought up on it, Mike. It's just I'm one of those people that I like them for my reasons and I'm not going to walk away. Uh, why not endure the tough stuff? Because you could always find either the humor or the bright side in anything.
3: I mean, I respect that. I mean, I would listen. Two billion dollars, I'll sell my soul. <laughs> That's <laughs> just my take on it. You know, like if if someone threw two billion, think think about what you can buy with two billion dollars. Like if you have student debt, you could pay off all your loans. Mm-hmm. You could buy a really nice house. Uh, you could buy some Teslas. Those are big these days. You can get a solar roof. You could buy a, you a dozen can do all Teslas. All that fun stuff. Congress people and senators you, you, would talk to you.
2: Yeah, but then you're cheering uh, for yeah. a Boston team. Like, are you truly yeah. happy? No. Thank you.
3: Sure.
2: <laughs> have you ridden in a Tesla before, Derek?
3: <laughs> is it worth it? Because the answer I have for sure. you is clearly no. All right. <laughs> but I mean, I, two billion is—it's I, I, a lot of well money. It's too much money. And but, can I break the contract after a year? Like, what's the rules on this? No, it's a it's a lifetime deal, but there's no catch with the money. I mean, you 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 can get it in <laughs> dollar bills if you want like to. If, okay, but yeah, like I was,
2: if I like if I accidentally wear a Sabers shirt one day, am I just like smited by lightning above? What if we did this in like <laughs> Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind style, where like your
4: entire previous life, you just wiped away any idea that you even rooted for the Sabers in the first place?
2: I feel like that would be easier.
4: Most people would probably request that. All right, let's say if you just completely wiped away yeah, the absolutely. Bills memory out of your system. And, like, you had to root for the Cowboys for the rest of your life. And, like, like, see? Like, you're shaking right now knowing Ugh. that your future self... But you would never have the memory of ever being a Bills fan.
2: Alternate timelines suck, man. Right?
4: <laughs> so, like, would you even, like, accept the money just to, like... N- even knowing, like, I would never have to know I, turned co- I was a turncoat. Because it would never even a- approach your mind in the future. Because it would just I, be wiped from your skull.
2: I guess if you wipe my memory of it or or my emotional attachment to it, um, that I think is the most important thing, is the memories, uh, the attachment that you go through. Because as dreadful as the Sabres are, I will never forget being outside in the parties in the plaza. I will never forget being there for that game against the Rangers in the playoffs. Drury and like All I have to do is say those words, and you know exactly what game I'm talking about. Yeah. For the Bills, I... Yeah, sound past, fun, too. Teslas do some... <laughs> Teslas sound fun, but they're a car. You can park it and live life doing something else with it. Hell, you can listen to a Bills game in a Tesla. It's not that special to me. Like, money is just a thing. It. it I'm, I'm just wired different, man. But I think it's just more or less like the feelings that you generate from having that team, having those moments... Um, Last year, in 2020, when we're all stuck in our freaking houses and the joy that the Bills brought to you on a weekly basis, even the heart attacks, the Rams game, how frustrating it was that they lost that lead, but then they won it. It's the feelings. It's the connection. It's the emotion. That's what it's really about. And I guess that, sure, have your Teslas and your two billion, boys. I'm good. (laughs) You, you can buy a
3: really big house, though. You wouldn't feel so cramped in this house. You could buy a really big house. And
1: see, from my book, like, you know, my wife and that's I have been trying to find my, a house for, like, that's years. That's just more
2: space. I have enough space just unoccupied in my head, okay? <laughs> I mean, you could get a pool. Yeah, you could get a pool. Oh, uh, smooth water. I got smooth brain, man.
3: <laughs> See, I guess I'm of the mentality of like, uh, you know, the million dollar man Ted DiBiase, who said everybody has a price. That's right. Yeah. So, like, you know, if, if someone threw like a hundred fifty thousand, two hundred thousand dollars at me and said, "Oh, listen, you know, you have to give up on the Buffalo Bills and forever root for the New England Patriots, and still live in Buffalo," I'd be like, "Yeah, okay. Like, I can pay off my house. I can, you know, I I got some spending cash. I think I'd want to retire too." But I can't do that on... I'm know, picturing 50. I'm picturing Derek now
4: passed out in a wrestling ring with like a Teddy Britsky jersey <laughs> on and Mike Bergman's just like throwing the $100 bills on top of him. <laughs> like the million dollar man. Oh, goodness. Oh, my word.
3: It's a genuine question. One you got to think about. What would you be willing to spend? What would you be willing to
2: receive? I guess that the problem... The my bigger problem is is who it is I'd have to cheer for. Like, if you told me to take the money... Uh, and cheer for the Minnesota Wild? Hell yeah. Why not? Like, sure, I no, guess. Right, but, but for
1: the purpose of this discussion, it has to be yeah. either the like, rival so team dirty. of your favorite team or your most hated team. So, like, for instance, like, like I, I really... I feel dirty. I don't have a favorite baseball team, but let's just say that I my favorite baseball team was, I don't know, the Milwaukee Brewers. And somebody said, all right, here is $500,000 to go root for the Boston Red Sox. I despise the Boston Red Sox. It'd be the Cubs. Here's $500,000. I
4: want to see you in Cubs. Sure. Year every single sure. Day. For
1: for somebody like Milwaukee, it would be the Cubs or, you know, any other team in, in their division. But like for me, it would just be like, you know, I would have, I mean, I would probably take that money and then go root willingly for the Red Sox because, oh, I just got $500,000 to give up my fandom of my favorite
2: team in this hypothetical situation. I think I would just, if I had to take the deal, I would give up on sports entirely. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, sure, I'll root for the Bruins, and then um, just never watch hockey again. Are there still people who think this
4: way? Like, this is – it's because and I know, Mike, you asked the question because you said you were kind of a casual sports fan at best. Like, my sports fandom has definitely receded as the years have gone on and I've gotten older. Are there still people who are, like, that dedicated to the game where they would be like, no way, man, I am just ride or die for this sports team, man. It's everything in my life. Like, do those – those I people still so. exist. Are they still I mean, real?
3: Yeah, they they definitely exist. They definitely oh, exist. Oh, they totally exist. Yeah. I just got back from New York City the other weekend, and oh, yeah, there's they're the ride and dies all day, no yeah. matter yeah. how old they are.
4: Yeah. Sicko Jets fans.
2: Yeah. Sicko Jets. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, those, but yeah, no, Mike, poor it's, chaps. it is an interesting question because of the fact that everyone is built different. And while I might be providing the most resistance here on this, it just proves to show that, Like you said, um, everyone might have their price, and some may just not have one. And that's just, at the end of the day, just tells you how different everyone is.
3: That being said, Derek, I look forward to your text later be like, actually, you know, it's uh, about $750,000. I just didn't (laughs) want to say it publicly.
2: Nah, man. So I look forward to that text. (laughs) Lovely. I'll just text you about, like, what games you're playing, man.
3: Yeah, right. I'm still playing Rocket League. I'm, I'm I haven't changed at all over the last 5 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness.
1: Well, Mike, before we let you go, I did wanna I did wanna get a, a, a Bill's thought in from you because on Thursday when we did have this discussion, before having this discussion, we heard from Ron Rakuya, the executive vice president of Pagula Sports and Entertainment. Not only did he speak here on WGR, but he also spoke with um BMaz and Beamer on WBEN. And you got the chance to listen, you got the chance to to take in some of the comments from Rakuya and and just on everything going on with the stadium negotiations. How do you feel that everything's kind of playing out right now with that situation in Orchard Park?
3: Well, I th- I think right now the situation, I, obviously, listen, these bills negotiations are going to take some time, but this is, that's the issue is that the bills don't want it to take any more time because the longer that this takes, mm-hmm. the more expensive it's going to end up costing to renovate the stadium. As Rakuya said on WGR last week and on WBEN that the upper decks alone are costing Five hundred million dollars to uh, renovate, and that's give or take five years. If that upper deck is gonna, you know, collapse and be uninhabitable, we're looking at some serious issues. So there is a real sense of urgency by the bills to get a deal between the county, the state and the NFL done soon. Mm-hmm. Now, after Rakuya's interview on our stations, I reached out to both uh, Erie County Executive Mark Cars and his spokesman told me that they're not negotiating any deal in public, so they declined an interview with me. I also reached out to Governor Hochul's office. All they told me was that there's still a commitment to keep the bills in Buffalo, they would be transparent about the negotiations after a deal is reached, but they're really mum about this entire issue about what the next step is. The big question is, when are the Bills, the NFL, and the government going to meet again? Mm-hmm. We don't know the answer to that. And I think the Bills are getting frustrated that they haven't been able to get back to the table again soon. So they, I think that's part of the reason why they wanted to go public to try to get the ball moving. Because, like we said, renovations to the stadium could cost half a billion up to a billion dollars. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Mike, uh, wherever you are right now, it sounds like it's a, a beautiful, beautiful time out there. Hearing the bugs, hearing, you know, it sounds like wherever you are, it's it's sunny and you're
3: enjoying yourself a, a nice, refreshing beverage. I, I'm i not, trust me, I'm not enjoying any beverages uh, just yet. Yeah, this is what I call the WBEN Southtown Studios, mm. which sometimes is my office. Other times, like right now, I'm just sitting on the front porch uh, with my feet up on my deck.
1: Hey. That sounds good enough to me. It sounds like it's a really nice setting you got there. So uh, enjoy your Labor Day weekend, good sir. Uh, I'm sure I'll be seeing you back in the office at some point after Tuesday, and uh, we'll talk to you then.
3: All right. Thanks, Brayton and Derek. I look forward to that text.
2: <laughs> again, I, I don't think I don't think I'm going to be changing my mind here, buddy. <laughs> but thank you for challenging I'll, me. I'll screen. I'll screen. Sh- I'll <laughs> screenshot it. Screenshot it and send it up on the Twitter. Yeah, <laughs>
1: sounds good. Thanks <laughs> again, right. Mike. Bye, guys. All right, Mike Baggerman joining us here on the Western Hotline from News Radio 930 WBEN. We'll get some thoughts. We actually got some uh, some thoughts on Twitter and everything like that on this discussion, but you could call us as well at eight zero three zero five fifty. How much money would it take for you to completely abandon your fandom of your favorite team, whether it is the Bills, whether it is, uh, I don't care, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Buffalo Sabres, the uh, New York Knicks? How much would it take... For you to completely abandon your fandom of your favorite team to become a fan of just a fan of the of their rival team or your most hated team in sports. You can give us your thoughts on Twitter. You can give us your thoughts on the text line, or you can call us up right now and do that uh, and give us your thoughts. We got half hour left in the show, a little less than a half hour, because obviously, again, we're late for the break, as usual. But we'll get your thoughts, we'll get your comments, and feel free to join in, and let's have fun in this final half hour of the show. Brayton Wilson filling in uh, for Nate Geary on Sports Talk Saturday. Derek Kramer's here, Corey Griswold's here, and you're listening to WGR. WGR Sports
0: Radio 550. Never miss a moment of WGR Sports Radio 550 again. Rewind up to 24 hours with Odyssey Rewind. Download the Odyssey app, select WGR, and go back in time. Driven by Northtown Automotive. Shop online at NorthtownAuto.com.
1: Our thanks again to Mike Baggerman for joining us last segment here on WGR with the discussion point of... How much money would it take for you to completely abandon your favorite team? The fandom of your favorite team. To become a fan of their rival or your most hated team. Mike and I had that discussion. We discussed it a little bit last segment. We'll continue that discussion here. Getting some good responses on Twitter with this discussion. Adam writes in, I wouldn't do it for less than $20 million. I'm guessing that that pertains to the Bills. Giving up the fandom of the Bills for... uh, I don't know, the Patriots, the Dolphins, whoever you see as your rival team or your most hated team? I
2: There were a couple of other points that we talked about just now off air mm-hmm. that need to be brought up here, and I wish it, that we had Mike right. back for this part. Sorry. Um, it, well, I mean, it's just it's just what happens. Sure. Like, you know, hindsight of every, every discussion, there's always something that creeps in after. But we're only talking about the professional level. Mm-hmm. Like, we're talking more in, like, our own encompassed viewpoints of, like, the Bills and the Sabres. Right. If you ask that question to any college sports fan, you're getting a hell no every time, unequivocally. Right. And one of my favorite examples I think I could bring up for this, um, my best friend went to Purdue University. Not really the most prestigious of schools when it comes to collegiate athletics. It's a Mm -hmm. good engineering school. It's a good engineering school, and that's what my friend went to go do. I know somebody that went to Purdue for engineering. And you ask any one, you ask any person that went to Purdue, you say the word, you say these two letters, and then the and you know what response is going to come after. You say I U, and then immediately next word is sucks. (laughs) Why? Because that's the chant. Sophomoric. It is, but. It's exactly if you know someone that went to Purdue, and I'm talking about Purdue.
1: It's Purdue. More it's like Purdue don't.
2: It, well, see? Like Got 'em. But the thing is, is that collegiate athletics, nobody has that price. Mm-hmm. No one dies. Michigan, Ohio State. They'll fight you. Yeah. If I mean, you offered them money to change allegiances. Mm-hmm. I mean
4: there there are College football has the reputation. I mean, there are chain link fences around stadiums in Europe due to the rivalries between teams, right? Like we they don't <laughs> I mean there aren't riot squads at every single game between IU and Purdue. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, but I mean <laughs> But like, I'm like
2: talking at its minimalistic level of collegiate athletics.
4: Right. So like we yes, we have that culture of like I'm never rooting for this other team that I hate desperately, but like we've never taken it to an official state of war and national emergency <laughs> that there are states in the Balkans and in central Europe that do it with their sports teams. Like, it's a whole nother magnitude over there. They're still fighting. Like, you know, the, the wars of the 13th century over there. Yeah, Viking, Viking wars. Exactly. Like, there are pe- people arguing about a battle that happened <laughs> in, like, 1366 in these fans, in these stadiums. And, like, meanwhile, Purdue and Indiana are like, ah, we put sucks in our chant. That means it must be a bitter rivalry.
2: <laughs> well, uh, well, Greg Vorce. Uh, Did you say that with your overalls on just now? <laughs> it's
1: overall wearing fans in that stadium. <laughs> uh, Greg Vorce has is, is chimed into the discussion. Greg Vorce, uh, you know, Greg, right, Derek? They're uh, yeah, from uh formerly from Spectrum. Uh he he checks his timeline and he says, "I think Michigan is my favorite and least favorite team uh, going going with what they're doing against Western Michigan. They're beating Western Michigan. We've got the game on right That's now on our, nice. our TV." You can look, good for
2: you, Jim.
1: You can only really truly understand but, hating a
4: team if you also love it. Yes. Like the the, old, the people who hate a team the most are the people who love that team. Mm-hmm. Again, Mets fans, but also like Sabers fans are in the e- current experiencing timeline. This yeah. right now.
2: Yep.
1: Uh, Jim tweets into the discussion, and he he just has the uh, the gif of um. Doctor. Uh, oh, Doctor Evil. Yep. Yes.
2: One one billion, billion dollars.
1: Yes. He he tweets <laughs> in with that I, discussion.
2: Yeah, I just but I think about it and just those bigger points come up, and it's uh, yeah. There right. are people that don't have a price,
1: right? And everybody has a has a has different favorite teams or whatever, um, you know. And and like Corey's point, like some people are very connected with their sports teams, and other people have kind of like stepped back from sports all in general. So it it varies for everybody.
2: And there are bandwagon fans, like that's a real thing. Like, and you know that's the other thing. Like, if you have bandwagon fans, accept them for who they are, and if they leave, they leave. Whatever. Uh, it's not going to change your day. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time. It just goes to show that everyone's different. And we could get the intensity of Europe. (laughs) Or you could get someone saying, the Patriots have won a bunch of Super Bowls. I like them. Uh, Golden State's fun. They've won championships. Yeah. It's literally something that just happens. Yeah. Uh, Andrew tweets in, a
1: flat million dollars. Any less makes my fandom mere consumerism.
2: Yeah. Like, and, Trust me, with the Sabres being so bad, like I'm talking on a hockey standpoint mm-hmm. more than any of these right now because they're the one that's more challenging to me right now. Right, but it would be so difficult, though.
1: Despite how bad the Sabres have been and the fact they haven't been to the playoffs in 10 straight years, it would still be really tough for me to, to give it up like to, for any price.
2: Not even that. Like You're not just giving it up. I'm probably one of the only you're people that cheering, would cheer. You're actively cheering for the other team. Right. Right. While you're, you're, knowing that you have been in the past a diehard Sabres fan. Right.
1: If you would ask me that question and it was like, all right, um, I mean, for me, it would have been like that rival team or the most hated team would have been like the Ottawa Senators, especially in like yes. 06, 07. uh, Yeah. What would it take? I would say um, screw that. I'm not doing any price. A Chris to root Neal for hit the Ottawa to the head. Senators. That's what it would take.
4: We need a quit stack. Like, it changes over time, right? Right. So, yeah. the amount of money I would be paid. But for now. A team. Is it a running ledger here? Well, Are right. keeping well, tabs? Well, now, if
2: anybody told
1: me to, to cheer for the senators, I'd be like, I don't want to cheer for a Eugene Melnick owned team. <laughs> yeah. No, th- Honestly, that's, that's a tire like, fire. God, I forgot the ex- Right. Real. Like, that's there's team. reports saying that, like, Brady Kachuk is upset with the senators because a deal hasn't been done with him. And, you know, Pick it's. Pick a division like, rival? All right, well, then. Somebody can offer sheet Brady Kachuk. Like, if if they really believe that Eugene Melnick's not going to repay him or whatever, some team should go out and offer sheet him. I mean, the Carolina Hurricanes just did it out of pettiness to go offer sheet Jesperi Yeah, and they're likely going to have to give up a first and a third round pick today because they did that, which, I mean, I think is the right decision for the Canadians to do, Yeah, because then they can use that and go trade for a center with them. Could be Jack Eichel, but I doubt it's gonna be Jack Eichel because I don't think the I mean, Sabers are gonna trade him. with
2: more picks though. Right. I mean so. that would
1: help because they they could see themselves as a playoff team still. So you'd trade their own. You'd also include the one from Carolina, um, which makes another whole discussion that we could probably take an hour on, which we don't have. We only have fifteen more minutes or less than that to discuss stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs>
2: Special yeah. Sports Talk Saturday until 3 today.
1: <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> yeah. not. Because,
2: because Brayton is late to the break. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm not going to be late <laughs> to the break. You can come back here and we produce a We are
1: going to the break right now. We're going to wrap up the Whoa. show when we come back. We'll, we'll get some more final thoughts on this discussion. Uh, we'll provide our final thoughts for the weekend because, again, Uh, We're off for Labor Day, so no local programming on Monday. We're all back on Tuesday. We're going to have Howard pick the Bills on Tuesday for the first time in the regular season. It's a very special day, uh, as it always is here on WGR, when Howard picks the Bills for the first time in the regular season. And, uh, yeah, more coming up. Plenty of Bills football talk throughout the week. uh, We're one step closer to the opening of the 2021 season. Bills-Steelers next Sunday here on WGR.
0: WGR Sports Radio 550.
1: One final segment of Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR Sports Radio 550. My thanks again to Sal Capaccio for joining me in hour number one to get the latest on the Bills. Uh, Thanks again to Joe Marino at 1230 for joining me with some more thoughts on the Bills. And Mike Baggerman, of course, for joining us here on the discussion of uh, how much money would it take for you to give up the fandom of your favorite team and make the switch to the dark side to go root for your rival or most hated team. And, of course, thanks to Derek Kramer here who uh, joined me for the past two hours. It's Again, if you uh, if you missed it, Derek's going to be joining Lou DiBiase once again for Breakfast with the Bills fantasy style to kick off our Bills game day coverage when Bills are on at uh, 1 o'clock in the afternoon for Sunday. So, Derek, again, thanks for taking time to,
2: to join me once again. It's good to be back, and uh, it's also, good to have you back. I, also, I'll be back to annoying Nate. Uh, sometimes I'll be in that <laughs> producer's chair, and uh, it's going to be time to start making more opens about making fun of him again. So, time to get back on that brand. It's going to be easy. Yes, it is very easy. He gives you ammunition every week. So,
1: hey, <laughs> listen, if if we all tracked what we said. You know, I mean, we do have on. I'm pretty so we could sure go back and we could track a bunch of I'm things. I'm pretty
2: sure there's ammunition on me, even though I was only here for two hours. Yeah, there's right. There's plenty. I that derailed can make your fun show right away.
1: Me. It's okay. <laughs> it's
2: okay. So, so yeah, of course, there's tape on me already. Um, but no, it's good to be back, and it's good to be able to hang yep. out again.
1: And again, uh, a reminder to everybody that we are going to be off on labor day, no local programming. So it'll be uh so it'll just be the folks at ESPN running the show here. And then uh, on Tuesday, we'll be back. And uh, that's when, you know, we'll get our first Howard picks the bills, but it's pretty much going to be a lot of bills all throughout the week. We're going to talk plenty of bills, football leading you up to the opener against the Steelers next Sunday at Highmark stadium in orchard park. Uh, again, Coverage starts with Breakfast with the Bills fantasy style, Derek and Lou DiBiase, followed by Bills game day with Jeremy White and Nate Geary. Countdown to kickoff starts at 10 with Nate and Joe DiBiase, leading up to the 1 o'clock kickoff between the Bills and the Steelers. And again, in case you also missed it, uh, WGR is going to be the flagship station for the Bills and the Sabres for the next many years to come here, as uh, Odyssey announced earlier this week. That the uh, that the bills have agreed to uh, our radio broadcast rights with Odyssey for quite some time, for many years. That's pretty much what the indication is—a multi-year agreement. So uh, we again we look forward to working again with the Bills and with the Sabers for um, for a much longer period of time here because it's been a good relationship so far, and the relationship is going to continue. I think it's been great so far, and we look forward to continuing on with that relationship going forward.
2: Yeah, I think that um, it's going to be good to be able to hear everything. And especially with how they're playing right now, the Mm -hmm. Bills are at least, um, it's exciting to be able to keep going.
1: Yeah, and and, and of course we hope that things turn around for the Sabres as well because, I mean – For years, we've had the Sabres on dating back to the the 06 days when the team was very good and the team was successful in winning hockey games. And I think a lot of people around the area would agree with the sentiment that, you know, we want the Sabres to be back on top and we want them to win and get back into the playoffs because sports and – when was the last time that we could easily say, you know, sports in Western New York were great? 1999 after the Sabres went to the cup final and the last time the Bills were in the playoffs before the, the drought happened? That's probably the last time that we could say that. Uh that's when Buffalo sports was very good, when like they, they were had playoff, playoff teams. teams. Exactly. And I think that if we can get back to that point very soon, um sports in Buffalo are gonna be great. So um we hope forward to or we hopefully look forward to that day coming again very soon. Derek, thanks again for taking the time to join me. Corey, thanks again for your work behind the board. Thanks again to Nate Gary for letting me fill in. Uh Brayton Wilson here signing off for the weekend. Everybody, hopefully you have a safe and enjoyable Labor Day weekend. Again, we're off Monday. We'll be back again with more local programming on Tuesday, and we'll get you ready for the Bills regular season opener next Sunday against the Steelers right here on WGR Sports Radio 550.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day.